Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. a great weekend our number 877-381-3811-877-381-3811 you know what i enjoy most about the weekend ladies and gentlemen the government is shut down Ooh. and notice we have like 28 national federal holidays can never have enough and what happens on those holidays? Ooh, the bureaucrats take a vacation. The government is shut down, right? So when the government shut down from Friday night to Monday morning, and when the government shut down on national federal holidays, nobody's squealing. In fact, most of us are enjoying ourselves. Have you noticed subpoenas, warrants, Rarely issued on the weekend. Have you noticed if you call the Department of Agriculture for some information, nobody's on the other end of the phone? Have you noticed regulations aren't issued on the weekend? Have you noticed this? Have you noticed that you're freer on the weekend than you are during weekdays? Isn't that a good thing? And then the government, you know, we're going to shut down for two weeks. Oh, my God. So what Republicans, not Republicans and rhinos, what real conservatives should say is, we're just taking a two-week holiday. That's all. Pretend it's a two-week holiday. Folks on Social Security, it's a matter of law, you'll get your checks. Folks using Medicare, as a matter of law, you'll get your checks. Veterans, as a matter of law, you'll get your checks. And some others, that's carved out. Just a vacation. That's all. For the bureaucrats, it's a paid vacation. They're always reimbursed for the time that they're out. It's a pretty good gig if you can get it. Mr. Producer, you're not paid for the times that you're out beyond the times you're allotted, are you? 
No, you're not. Most Americans are not. Electricians, plumbers, painters, Uber drivers, Lyft drivers, taxi drivers, bus drivers, this drive. I can think of a thousand and one or more professions and services where people aren't paid when they don't work, and they're certainly not reimbursed when they decide not to work. So we know what a scam this is. We know what a scam this is. And so now they're already starting the initial talks. We don't get this omnibus bill passed. We're going to have to shut down the government next week. Oh, do tell. Is everybody working over the Christmas vacation? Hmm? No, most people are on vacation in the government during the Christmas vacation month. Month. And everybody knows it. But that's not the top shelf issue of the day, is it? No, the top shelf issue of the day is that the Biden crime family is prepared to threaten anybody in the media, anybody with a voice, anybody with a pen and a phone, with litigation, if they dare to look into Hunter Biden and the mob family called the Biden family. They're even threatening civil litigation. Now, the one good thing about civil litigation is this. It opens the door to discovery. That is, let's say I'm sued by Hunter and the rest of the mobsters. Well, I have a right to defend myself. Maybe I'll bring a countersuit and try and get some of that Chinese money, Mr. Producer, and donate it to our American veterans. But it opens the door wide, very, very wide, where I can conduct depositions. And not just of Hunter. Maybe his uncle, maybe his aunt, maybe his daddy. Ooh. And maybe there are attorney-client privileges that I would argue should no longer be in existence, the crime-fraud exception, even in a civil case. We have all kinds of precedent for that now. Wow. And documents and emails and text messages. Hunters, his lawyers, his family members. That's right, even Mr. Big, Mr. 10%. Wow, can you imagine? But if you're not sued in a situation like this, you don't have those discovery tools available to you. Really? Oh, really? Really? And, of course, as a public figure, the burden is on the porno crackhead son of the most moronic president in history. So it's not all that bad, is it, Mr. Producer? And if you have a deep pocket to fight them, it's really not bad at all, do you think? No, I don't. Now, that said, they're already trying to intimidate and threaten people. Their surrogates in the media want to intimidate and threaten people and certainly want to give voice to such practices by the Biden crime family and mobsters. The Democrats are already circling the wagons around the Biden crime family. They have absolutely no interest in learning whether 
or to the extent to it, to put it more accurately, the Biden crime family is all gummed up with the communist Chinese, among others. The Democrats don't want to know. The Department of Injustice doesn't want to know. The Federal Bureau of Instigation, a.k.a. the American Stasi, they don't want to know. Why is that? Because you live right now in a quasi-tyranny, that's why. That's why. And the information released all weekend long by the patriots who have been uh, employed by Elon Musk, an American hero who believes in free speech, regardless of what else he believes, it doesn't matter. And they have demonstrated for you what actually goes on, not just in social media, but in newsrooms around America. That 99% of the Twitter employees were of the left. 99%. What happened to that 1%? I'm surprised they weren't able to squeeze them out. Same thing applies at the New York Slime. Same thing applies at the Washington Compost. Same thing applies at the Constipated News Network and MSLSD. Same thing applies at CBS and NBC and ABC. 99% about right. They live in a bubble, an ideological bubble, and they hate you, and they hate America. Oh, yes. It's beyond doubt anymore. There's simply no question. I googled the American governor's name, Ron DeSantis, earlier, and he's under attack. They're starting to attack him even more now in several so-called media outlets. They hate Governor DeSantis. Why? What did he do to them? Well, he's a potential presidential candidate and potential president. No better time to try and smear him than now. So we have these threats from the Biden crime family. Threats. They're not hidden. They're basically saying either you lay off the Bidens or we are going to smear you. We're going to character assassinate you. And we know where to go with this stuff. MSNBC, CNN, New York Slimes, Washington Compost, and the rest of the corrupt Democrat Party Marxist media. It's true. And you have former Senator Heidi Heitkamp. Heidi Heitkamp. And uh, for some reason, she's on ABC's This Week with George uh, Stephanopoulos. Always an objective, nonpartisan, is that little fella. Actually, he's a sleazeball. Head of the war room, trashing women. But of course, there he is. He's top quality material for ABC News. And so they drag Heidi Heitkamp onto the show. Why? She's a defeated, she's a loser from North Dakota. But Heidi Heitkamp, well... She has an idea, America. Hat tip, Breitbart, cut to go. And so when you look at this, the whole dynamics of the Senate right now, it really, when, when you say you don't know what they're going to do with subpoena power, you heard what Elizabeth Warren is talking about doing, subpoenaing uh, Jared and Ivanka to talk about the $2 billion Saudi thing. You and had that, a, we got we to subpoena Jared and Ivanka. And so they have their plan. The $2 billion Saudi thing. Keep your hands off the Democrat president. 
who were going to go after the former president's children with absolutely no requisite whatsoever. You got it, folks? You see the threats? This is why I have no stomach for, and in fact despise, the Larry Hogan's, the Chris Christie's, the Asa Hutchison's, and their ilk. The American people aren't interested in this. The American people just want good government. The American people want us uh, bipartisan. Meet them on the 40-yard 40, 40 line over here. We're going to meet them on the 40-yard line here. Meet them on the 40-yard line. They seek to destroy us, ladies and gentlemen. Us. You and me. So Heidi Heitkamp, Dizzy Lizzie Warren, a phony indigenous person, She's indigenous to, uh, I think, Iceland or Greenland. She's got to be one of the most transparent uh, ethnicities I've ever seen. These radical Marxist leftists, they play for keeps. And so it's time for us legally and politically to put on the brass knuckles. Anybody have any dirt on Heidi Heitkamp? Put it out there. We need to know about it. How about Lizzie, Dizzy, Lizzie, Dizzy, Lizzie Warren? Put it out there. No. Got to fight fire with fire. What's it say in the Bible about an eye for an eye, Mr. Producer? A lib for a lib. And when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, there's David Brock. David Brock is a bleeding... No, I better not say that. David Brock is... Well, he's foot fungus on the body politic. May I say that, Mr. Producer? He's foot fungus on the body politic. And he's on MSLSD yesterday with Jonathan Capehart, who's a inner thigh rash on the body politic. So you can see there's a lot of itching and scratching and, and so forth. But I want you to hear what these two upstanding individuals have to say in order to protect the Biden crime family, what it is that the dark money leftists, that the leftists in the media, what they are prepared to do. And you and I, we're prepared to meet them on the political battlefield because we cannot tolerate this. They obviously have something to hide, don't they? Or they wouldn't be wetting themselves over this. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, our friends at Hillsdale College wish you and yours a happy and blessed Christmas and a healthy and prosperous New Year. Since Hillsdale's founding in 1844, it's taught its students by precept and example the teachings and practices of the Christian faith. The college continues the mission in its classrooms and nationwide through its educational outreach efforts. So this Christmas season, my friends at Hillsdale want to thank you, dear listener, for your kindness toward the college. They prepared a special video featuring their sacred music choir singing O Little Town of Bethlehem in their beautiful Christ Chapel at the heart of the campus. When you visit hillsdale.edu slash Christmas, that's hillsdale.edu slash Christmas, you can see and hear the choir and view many other free resources to help you celebrate the season. I promise it'll be uplifting and inspiring for you and your family. That's hillsdale.edu slash Christmas.
David Brock is something you find on the bottom of your sneaker. He's on MSLSD yesterday. Cut five, go. This has been asked and answered in 2020. It's been investigated ad nauseum. It's been looked at by a Senate committee, by Rupert Murdoch's Wall Street Journal. They found nothing. So I met with Hunter Biden and his lawyers back in September as part of the due diligence for this project. And I came out of that, Jonathan, very confident that we are going to be able to show over time that this is nothing but a bunch of recycled conspiracy theories. Uh, And they're going to hurt themselves, I think, by investigating this, because at the end of the day, part of the story is, is kind of a sick politics of demonizing addiction and, mm-hmm. and mental health issues and that, that are in, in many, many families. Uh, we know that the laptop shows that President Biden was an empathetic father trying to help his son. We don't need a congressional investigation for that, Jonathan, but we're unfortunately going to have one. And we're going to have one because Kevin McCarthy can't get to 218 votes. And so he's making this corrupt bargain, all these deals on the side with Marjorie Taylor Greene and Gosar to have more aggressive investigations to change rules everything they want they're getting the MAGA extremists Mm -hmm. and we need to educate the public about what's behind this yes it's the MAGA extremists and Gosar and Green nobody else has talked about the laptop an entire news enterprise called the New York Post and scores and scores now of writers and so forth even the New York slimes and the compost had to confess that the laptop is real Now, it's interesting that the Biden crime family would pull in David Brock to help defend them. David Brock with his links to George Soros and big money figures. David Brock, founder and the head muckety-muck, the head comrade of Media Matters. David Brock, who's made a fortune as a hatchet man. And I do believe maybe it's time that David Brock receive some subpoenas and give testimony under oath. I really do. Maybe it's time to look at what he's doing to try and pull together an effort to obstruct what will be a congressional investigation. And so there's a lot to talk about here. There's a lot to see here. What do his texts look like and his emails look like? I just wonder. The January 6th committee has led the way for how to gather this information and how to hold hearings and also for how to depose people in secret. Oh, yes. So David Brock might be a very interesting witness, witness to threats, witness to a cover-up. As you know, often obstruction is what brings down these people, not the actual offense. But look how they're scared. Look at what they're trying to hide. I'll be back. Folks, our friends at Hillsdale College wish you and yours a happy and blessed Christmas and a healthy and prosperous new year. Since Hillsdale's founding in 1844, it's taught its students by precept and example the teachings and practices of the Christian faith. The college continues the mission in its classrooms and nationwide through its educational outreach efforts. So this Christmas season, my friends at Hillsdale want to thank you, dear listener, for your kindness toward the college. They prepared a special video featuring their sacred music choir singing, O Little Town of Bethlehem, in their beautiful Christ Chapel at the heart of the campus. When you visit hillsdale.edu slash Christmas, that's hillsdale.edu slash Christmas, you can see and hear the choir and view many other free resources to help you celebrate the season. I promise it'll be uplifting and inspiring for you and your family 
That's hillsdale.edu slash Christmas. America's most powerful conservative voice. The Mark Levin Show. Dial in now. 877-381-3811. Isn't intimidation, mem- intimidating rather, members of Congress? Isn't that a federal offense, Mr. Producer? Like intimidating um, Supreme Court justices? I thought it was. Well, they've got some good lawyers in there on the Republican side. And uh, I just hope they're, uh, they're prepared to use federal statutes if their efforts by David Brockie just announced it. Did he not? That they're going to try and intimidate and quote-unquote expose members of the committees or investigators who are looking into the Biden crime family. Hmm. I wonder about that. Here's more from Brock and Capehart. Capehart is the putative host on MSLSD on Sunday nights. You've never heard of him unless I play a clip because nobody watches. Cut six, go! But we know that in this environment, facts don't always triumph. So there need to be counter narratives. The hunter hater narrative is out there. It's been out there for three years. As I said, it's nothing new. But we need we need our own counter narratives out there. And we need to educate the public and tell them what's behind all this. And so we're going to go. This is how he hopes to raise millions and millions of dollars through donors. And enrich himself and his groups. This is what he does. Go ahead. The Republicans on the committee? Sure we are. Wow. You know what that means, David. What does it mean? You're going to have to come back to the Sunday show and, and tell us, uh, preview what, what you got. There you go. This guy is a media guy. I think he's a news guy. And that's his response to blackmail threats. Either you back off or we're going to expose you. Did he not say that, Mr. Producer? We're going to expose some of the Republicans on the committee, on these oversight committees for doing their jobs. Now, where are the media? Can you imagine if this took place with the January 6th committee? No. No, you know what would happen. And that's why you're sick and tired, and you've had it up to here. Well, what the hell's going on in this country? And I'm just telling this committee... Comer, Jordan, the other members, you need to hire former federal prosecutors who are serious former federal prosecutors. And you need to be in a position to defend your work, to protect your oversight. So you now have, I want you to listen to me, this is important. You now have surrogates who've been meeting with at least one lawyer for Hunter Biden and Hunter Biden. Making it abundantly clear that they're going to intimidate and threaten Republican members of the committee by quote-unquote exposing them should they, in their independent authority as members of the House, oversee what the Biden family has been doing. Encouraged by the media, by the way. Intimidating members of the House of Representatives, that is a crime. 
trying to obstruct what they're doing as a crime. You know, we have a special counsel with the entirety of the executive branch going after Trump, going after individuals, lawyers around him, going after state representatives, because in a political process, they dared to challenge the result of an election. And it's called what? Insurrection, coup, seditious conspiracy. Now, here we have a blatant statement in front of 12 people in the public, because that's about the viewership for Capehart, where he says, where he says, we need to educate the public and tell them what's behind all this, and so we're going to go on the offense, and we're going to expose some of the Republicans on the committee. Sure we are. Expose? People on the committee? What does that mean? Dig up dirt on them? To intimidate them? He's the one who tied one and two together. He's the one who just did it. He's not doing it for a campaign cycle. He's not doing it just because he doesn't like Republicans. He's not doing it just because he's an unhinged radical leftist and a grifter. No, he's doing it. He's doing it because they want to do oversight on the Biden family. That is a threat. That's what that is. And he's going to raise money to do it. Now, what's going to happen with this? Obviously, Jonathan Capehart is orgasmic over this. Because he's a hack. He's corrupt intellectually. He's a Democrat. He's partisan. They all are. But the Republicans on this committee do not have to stand for this. They do not. And the committee has a right to defend itself. If this starts to happen, to subpoena people like Brock, and find out exactly who's funding them and what they're doing. Oh, they do. They have that authority to do it. We know it from the January 6th committee, among other things. The January 6th committee used a very, very big blanket. Went after lawyers, media figures, emails, texts, iPhones. Sky's the limit, boys and girls. Sky's the limit. And Kevin McCarthy has told you to go for it. But they're still screwing around on the speaker thing. I don't know. We don't know what we're going to do. We don't have a plan B. Just play it out. What a bunch of flunkies. And so the Democrats are scheming and the Republicans are. I want this rule. No, I want that rule. I want this rule. Ah. The dead enders. Nothing conservative. Did you read, Mr. Producer, that Mediaite is having a, what is it called? The most influential people in media event that they have every year? I never get invited. It's an amazing thing. Do they have good food there, Rich? I don't know. Who knows? And I'm so frustrated and down in the mouth that they never invite me to this event. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. 
it's not like I, I have so many things to do. Radio, TV, digital TV, writing a book, a family. No. I don't even know the last time I've been in New York. But you know. Dan, uh, what's his name again? I don't remember his name. Dan Abrams. I don't think I've ever met Dan. The dancer. I don't think I've ever met him, and I've never met his toupee either. But to be honest, if I were them, I wouldn't invite me either. Because I wouldn't go. Not to be presumptuous, please. But maybe I'll have my own party and event, Mr. Producer. Everybody does lists at the end of the year, have you noticed? Lists. Everybody, am I on the list? Am I on the list? Hey, am I on the, it's all fiction. It's all phony baloney. Who cares? Who cares? What the prebubescent staffers have to say. It's like the book lists. Who cares? Well, Mark, don't you always mention her in the New York Times? Yes, to piss them off. It's funny, because I had said to Bibi Netanyahu, because his book was a fabulous and is a fabulous book and bestseller. And the New York Times, of course, cheated him. He was number four or five when you count the numbers, and they gave him number nine on the list. And I asked him. During my interview, I said, does that, does that bother you on the radio here? He said he could care less. It's true. Let me circle back here. Oh, I, don't, I haven't lost my thought. So David Brock has announced, America, that if members of the House, Republicans, dare to conduct oversight of the Biden crime family, if they dare to look into the wiring of funds, the tax issues, any quid pro quos, the lack of registering of foreign aid and the thousand other things. Quote, are we going to expose some of the Republicans on the committee? Sure we are, unquote. Well, that's just politics. No, no, you linked it to the investigation. That's not just politics. That's a threat. That's intimidation. And that's why you were on this, this nobody, this uh, pimple on an elephant's took us. Jonathan Capehart show. You just knew, even though he has no viewers, it would get out there. And so this will be monitored, and I hope by the committee itself. It cannot allow its members to be intimidated by a sleazeball like this. Funded by Soros and other billionaires connected to the Biden presidency. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, our friends at Hillsdale College wish you and yours a happy and blessed Christmas and a healthy and prosperous New Year. Since Hillsdale's founding in 1844, it's taught its students by precept and example the teachings and practices of the Christian faith. The college continues the mission in its classrooms and nationwide through its educational outreach efforts. So this Christmas season, my friends at Hillsdale want to thank you, dear listener, for your kindness toward the college. They prepared a special video featuring their sacred music choir singing O Little Town of Bethlehem in their beautiful Christ Chapel at the heart of the campus. 
When you visit hillsdale.edu slash Christmas, that's hillsdale.edu slash Christmas, you can see and hear the choir and view many other free resources to help you celebrate the season. I promise it'll be uplifting and inspiring for you and your family. That's hillsdale.edu slash Christmas. Well, isn't that... Interesting. Bahamian authorities have arrested Sam Bankman-Fried after U.S. law enforcement filed charges against the former crypto billionaire. Bahamas Attorney General Ryan Pinder said the U.S. had filed unspecified criminal charges against Bankman-Fried and was likely to request his extradition. So he's arrested today at the request of the United States in Bahamas. And now they can ask for his extradition. Now, why is this weird? Because he was supposed to testify in public tomorrow before Congress. And because overwhelmingly his ties and financial support has been to Democrats. And now he won't be testifying before Congress. And I'm sure he won't be saying very much at all. Isn't the timing weird, Mr. Producer? Isn't the timing weird, America? So we have threats against Republican members of the House Judiciary Committee and the Oversight Committee, among others, from David Brock of Media Matters and Soros connections and Democrat Party connections and billionaire dark money connections to intimidate Republican members from investigating the Biden crime family. And just now, breaking news, breaking news, real breaking news, not phony breaking news. Real breaking news, FTX founder and phony billionaire Sam Bankman-Fried, he was just arrested in the Bahamas at the request of United States federal law enforcement authorities and therefore will not be able to testify before Congress. What, they couldn't wait 24, 36, 48 hours? What was he going to do? Leave the Bahamas for what? For a Caribbean island? I don't know. So he's arrested in the Bahamas after the after uh, the Biden administration files criminal charges against him. So he's been shut down from public testimony before the House or Demo- or the Senate. And now I guess he won't be uh, squealing like a stuck pig on Democrats, will he? Good move there, Merrick Garland, huh? If you need a mob attorney, Merrick Garland's the guy. He's the guy. He makes Bruce Cutler look like a like an amateur. Remember him, he was Gotti's lawyer. And then, of course, there is uh, David Brock. We're going to expose these Republicans, you know. And he ties it to any investigation of Hunter Biden. Now, if you don't investigate Hunter Biden, we won't expose you. Oh, okay. Does that bother anybody? How about Mr. Uh, War Crimes investigator and prosecutor? Does that bother him? How about any of the legal analysts out there? Does that bother any of you? How about the sketchy timing of this move by the U.S. Department of Injustice and the American Stasi? Does that bother you? Now get Trump, get him, get him, get him. And get Ivanka and get Jared. 
It's a sick world, and it's and it's not getting any better. That's for sure, Mister Producer. So you heard it heard it here first, live and national, live and national. That Sammy has been charged by the U.S. government. He's been arrested by the the Hamian authorities. He was supposed to testify tomorrow in Congress, but we won't be able to hear him now. And of course, most of those who are gummed up with the crook are Democrats. Imagine that. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Anyway, uh, have you ever heard of S.E. Cup? What kind of name is S.E. Cup, mister? Does anybody know what the S or the E stand for? Oh, it's Sarah? Sarah Elizabeth Cup? Well, that's, Sarah's a pretty name. You think it's eccentric? Like T.S. Eliot? S.E. Cup. Sarah Elizabeth Cup. At least she didn't change her name like that lady on The View. What was her name again? Sunny? What's her first name again? I forget. What was it? Assistian. Or Whoopi Goldberg. Her name's Karen. Can you imagine that? Karen. She's a Karen. Whoopee! Anyway, uh, S.E. Cup is a political commentator at CNN. Now, you will notice that virtually every Republican or non-Democrat who is on CNN, but for maybe one or two, are effectively Democrats. They are cross-dressers. That is, political cross-dressers. Or they're bipolitical. Does that work? Yes, it does. Now, keep something in mind, America. Since its establishment, racism has been at the center of the Democrat Party. First, the Democrat Party hated blacks. Now, the Democrat Party hates whites and Asians, too, really. And they've always hated Jews. That's a fact. But let's stick with race. The Democrat Party has gone from hating blacks to hating whites. Whatever works. But race and racism is central to everything that institution and its leaders and its pseudo-thinkers do. Race is at the top of the list. They can't help it. I mean, they can, but they can't. It's knee-jerk. So they've gone from eugenics to blow out blacks 
to critical race theory in 100 years to try and blow out whites. They've gone from affirmative action for whites to affirmative action for blacks and other minorities. This is the Democrat Party. They don't see people as people. They don't believe in a colorblind society. They talk about Martin Luther King, but they really don't think Martin Luther King added up to what they need today. More sort of a Farrakhan, Sharpton kind of view. Or a Leonard Jeffries point of view. You know, Hakeem's uncle. He's close to him, but doesn't agree with his theories. So there's S.E. Cup, Sarah Elizabeth Cup, a CNN political commentator on the Constipated News Network. Hat tip newsbusters. Oh, and she's there with Jim Acosta. Now, of course, we know what Jim Acosta is. He's a carnival barker. He's a fraud and a phony and a fake. And if CNN goes under, Jim Acosta will, will be working with Brian Stelter. Sort of an announcer at some, I don't know, some event, maybe some county fair. Anyway, cut 10, go. It was quick. It was, it was pretty quick the way, you know, some on the right really pounced on this. Uh, shouldn't, shouldn't folks just be happy that Brittany Griner's home? Let's just wait. Well, let, me, let me answer that for you, uh, Jim. Is your name Jim? Is it really Jim? It's not a matter of being happy that Brittany Griner is home, you dumb bastard. It's a matter of who was released and unleashed on the world. A mass murderer, number one arms dealer on the planet. A terrorist who is responsible for the death of thousands, including black people, brown people, yellow people, white people. Isn't that something to consider? You have to be a suck up to Biden and the Democrats all the time, you moron. You low IQ jerk. But he knows what he's doing. Because there's no doubt that he already spoke before the program with Sarah Elizabeth Cup, a.k.a. S.E. Cup. And Sarah Elizabeth Cup, a.k.a. S.E. Cup, she's ready. She's ready to go. She knows what the answer is. She's a good uh, she's a good puppet. Go. It's and it's been worse um, over at Fox News and Newsmax, um, you know, two places that really profess to love this country. And it sure didn't sound like it. If you listened to a lot of them um, really trashing the homecoming of an American citizen. Oh, they're trashing the homecoming. Not the exportation, if you will. Of this worldwide terror. No, no, no. They're trashing the homecoming. That's what it is. Sure. Here it comes. Go ahead. Um, listen, as James says, there are reasons to be critical of this deal. It was imperfect. Oh, but it was imperfect. Kind of a sh- schmo is this woman. May I call you a woman? Birthing person. It was imperfect. You had a choice. You either swap or you don't. Imperfect. It was a disaster. Because, you know, Sarah Elizabeth, you don't have to worry about what this guy's going to do. 
what he did in Liberia, what he did in other parts of the continent in Africa, what he did in the Sudan and Nigeria and the Congo. Does that bother you, Sarah Elizabeth? How about you, Jimmy? Does it bother you? Does it bother you that he was caught selling ground-to-air missiles to knock airlines out of the sky, America? Is that what people are upset about, the homecoming for Brittany? Or the fact that this nut job has been released? Did you see where we got the, uh, somebody else got, but we now will have one of the lead killers in the Lockerbie disaster or terrorist attack, Mr. Producer? He's going to be tried in America. Did you see that? What next? They're going to trade him for somebody? You're just mad, you racist Republicans, because of the homecoming. This is the kind of low IQ, two brain tissue morons that we have to deal with. Sarah Elizabeth and Jimmy Acosta. Go ahead. Reason not to celebrate Brittany Griner coming home unless, I don't know, um, you're mad that she's a black lesbian. Or maybe unless because... Um, Wait a minute. I think she caught us. It's because she's a black lesbian. That's it. Right, America? That's right. Now, of course, the irony is maybe that's why Biden wanted to get her back in lieu of one of the others. They tell us, no, 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 that Putin would only agree to her. I don't know if that's true or not. Do you? How do we know? Biden doesn't take real questions, you know. But black lesbian? Now you knew they were going to bring this up, the Sarah Elizabeth Cup. Sure, her parents are very proud of her if they're still with us. SE. So SE's giving you a big F you. If you disagree with her, it's got to be because you're a racist and a bigot. Not because you're saying, wait a minute, what the hell did you just do? No, no, no. You're a racist and a bigot. That's all. It's that simple. Says Sarah Elizabeth, S-E-F-U. Go ahead. Joe Biden was instrumental in her release and he's a Democrat. And so you don't want to give him any credit or unless it's because perhaps you. What? What a feeble-minded little fool. Maybe she's a big fool. I don't know. I give Joe Biden credit? I'm giving him credit for one of the dumbest exchanges in world history. Give him credit. Oh, that must be it. She's a black lesbian, and we don't want to give Joe Biden credit. No, no, no. It can't be that the guy they released is a mass murderer and a terrorist and the biggest arm dealer on the planet. No, no, no. That can't be it. Like Bo Birdog. No, 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 no. It's good that we released all those, those generals and the Taliban militia there. So now they run their country over there, slaughtering people, including women. Ooh. I guess Sarah Elizabeth's not for women's rights. Go ahead. Don't love this country as much as you say you do. And oh, as much as that hit below the belt. May I say that, Mr. Producer? Or between the years. That was just horrible. So you see, folks, 
you clearly don't love the country as much as you say you do, particularly the people on Fox. I guess I'm one of them. Because you're a bigot and you're a racist and you're a political hack. She's figured it out. Did SC Cup. That's why she gets the big bucks over there at the Constipated News Network. That's why she can't make it on Fox or any legitimate news platform. Because she's a moron. Go ahead. Pretend to. And instead, you'd rather side with our enemy, Russia. Ah, shut up, you idiot. You blithering fool. You'd rather side with Russia. What are you, an idiot? And there's Jim Acosta, doesn't interrupt her once. I think she's making good points, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's right on. And her evidence for any of this is non-existent. And by the way, nobody's spoken out against Russia more than I. But so what? What does that have to do with anything? Nothing. This is why CNN is dead. CNN is a dead network. It really is. People would rather watch an infomercial than CNN. It's true. They'd rather watch anything than CNN. CNN has no numbers. CNN has no talent. And CNN hates America. Proof, Sarah Elizabeth Cup and Jimmy Acosta. Oh, yeah. The two stooges, they need a third, and that won't be hard to find there. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Tired of overpaying woke wireless companies? How about this? Get talk, text, and blazing fast data, just 30 bucks a month. Yes, on the same network, the same towers, with the same coverage as the other guys, but for half the price. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Hallelujah. Friends, this is great news. You can start saving today without having to sacrifice on coverage. How do I know? I'm a customer. Plus, listen to all the other benefits you get. A U.S.-based customer service team to make your switch even easier. You're supporting a veteran-owned business. And here's the best part. When you go to puretalk.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, You'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's right. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, podcast, and you can be switched over in as little as 10 minutes. Switch to a company that shares your values. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVIN, podcast, to save 50% off your first month. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Folks, I don't think Sarah Elizabeth Cup, that's two P's by the way, and Cup, S.E. Cup, who is saying F.U. is S.E. Cup, F.U. Cup. I don't think she's going to be on the mediaite top news influencers list, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. The only reason I want to be invited, Mr. Producer, is maybe they have pigs in a blanket. You know, those little hot dogs with the, the, the you know, I, I love those damn things. I would just sit in the corner or stand in the corner and keep waving the guy over with the tray. Give me those and a little mustard. That's all. That's all I want. That's all I want. That's all I, is that asking to? No, I don't think it is. Alexander Pelosi is on CBS this morning yesterday. Does anybody know why? Not really. 
Not really. She is a political hack. She's a chip off the old mother's block. You know what I can't get out of my head? That picture of Nancy Pelosi on the beach with the daughter on each side, Mr. Producer. I can't get it out of my head. Let's see, how can I do this? Remember the picture of Ted Kennedy when he didn't have a shirt on? Remember that one where he looked like Chris Christie? That's the way to do it. When he looked like Chris Christie without a shirt on. Remember that? Have you ever been holy mackerel, what happened there? Well, when I look at that picture, and look, she put herself out there. I believe in equity and equality. It's like, wow, my goodness. But Alexander Pelosi is on CBS this morning, and uh, she wants you to know something about her mother. Cut 12, go. You are impossible to crack. You know Mm -hmm. that. Well, I have my sensitivities. Even you can't catch her off guard. No, there's no catching her off guard. My life's work has been trying to get her to go off guard, but it doesn't happen. She eats nails for breakfast. She eats nails for breakfast. That might explain the teeth, Mr. Producer. She eats nails for breakfast. What does she eat for dessert? Um, It's an old line used by one of the great early talk show hosts. What does she gargle with? Razor blades? Oh, you got to wonder. Uh, The sooner she's off the public stage, the better. And she'll be off the public stage soon. She'll be a backbencher. (laughs) She's so iconic. You see what they do with the left? RBG is the greatest justice ever. No, she isn't. She's one of the worst ever. No, she's one of the greatest. Then we have Nancy Pelosi, one of the most evil people ever to serve in the House of Representatives. And what she's done to this country, what she did to the prior administration, what she's done to the rules of the house. No, no, no. She's iconic. Iconic. She's iconic. Just ask Sarah Elizabeth Cup, a.k.a. S.E. Cup. Iconic. The most fantastic speaker we've ever had. And by the way, the first woman speaker. Oh, now, wait a minute. According to who? Do we have an official biologist? I would ask. Our first African-American woman, Associate Justice. The best justice ever, even before she's on the court. The best, the smartest. But she needs a biologist to tell her what a woman is. My goodness. That doesn't seem right. I mean, we're even teaching it to kindergartners. They know what a woman is, just don't call her a woman. You can transition to be a girl, but you're not allowed to say the word girl. Did you notice that, Mr. Producer? Little Johnny, you want to be a girl? No, I really don't. Are you sure? Well, I don't think I do. Really? Can I get an A? Yes, you can. I can transition to a girl? Yes. And you'll have to tell your parents. Oh, that's great. Just don't use the word girl. Okay. So you can transition to a girl, but don't use the word girl. And of course, they tell you, 
The genitalia is really what's in your head, not between your legs. Okay. Then what are you going to do, operate on my head? No, no, no. Between your legs. It's so confusing. But don't worry, Nancy Pelosi eats nails. She's that tough, ladies and gentlemen. She's very tough. I actually saw her rip in half a hard copy of President Trump's State of the Union speech with little tears to help her. She's a tough one. She's like the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger of speakers. All right, I'll be right back. Tired of overpaying woke wireless companies? How about this? Get talk, text, and blazing fast data, just 30 bucks a month. Yes, on the same network, the same towers, with the same coverage as the other guys, but for half the price. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Hallelujah. Friends, this is great news. You can start saving today without having to sacrifice on coverage. How do I know? I'm a customer. Plus, listen to all the other benefits you get. A U.S.-based customer service team to make your switch even easier. You're supporting a veteran-owned business. And here's the best part. When you go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. You'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's right. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, podcast, and you can be switched over in as little as 10 minutes. Switch to a company that shares your values. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVIN, podcast, to save 50% off your first month. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Some people talk about the Tea Party. We are the Tea Party. Call in now, 877-381-3811. You know, I am going to spend a lot of time, and I always do, trying to figure out what to do about a Department of Justice and FBI that have gone rogue, that do not work on behalf of the country, the American people, but an ideology and a political party. We don't need any more evidence. It's overwhelming. And its, lace, its recent charges today demonstrate that. To take this Bitcoin fraudster and indict him today, one day before public hearings, is really outrageous. Because the Democrats are in the dock. They can say, oh, this Republican, that Republican. The Democrats, he's the second biggest donor to the Democrats in the midterm elections. I think Soros was the first. I don't know how much more the Republicans and conservatives are going to tolerate this. The media are all in. Our media are no better than the media in communist China, in fascistic Russia, in the uh, fundamentalist Islamo-Nazi regime in Iran. It's the same media. Same media. And of course, uh, over Twitter, the new Twitter has exposed the old Twitter. Let me put it that way. And we're going to get into some of this in a significant way. And I hope you were able to watch my Sunday show, Life, Liberty, and Living at 8 p.m. last night, Eastern Time. Football game wasn't all that good, so there we were. I hope you watched it. If you couldn't watch it live, I hope you DVR'd it, because we're digging in now. And I'm not joking around. In addition to congressional oversight, what needs to happen here, and I really believe this, is a special investigative commission with serious criminal investigative authority to look into Merrick Garland, the Department of Justice, Christopher Ray, the FBI, 
the U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington, D.C. That would be their entire job. With serious, hard-ass prosecutors, professors, litigators who care about this country. I'm not interested in in bipartisanship with the Democrat Party, the beneficiary of this corrupt FBI and Department of Justice, as an equal number of seats. No, that's preposterous. You should January 6th them too. January 6th them. Deep January 6th them. The Federalist, as we lay the foundation for our discussion on Twitter in a moment, the Federalist, um, I don't know the person's name, unfortunately, because I like to give credit where credit is due. Head of Twitter's censorship operation was a former FBI CIA operative. Sean Fleetwood, the head of Twitter's censorship scheme to shadow ban conservative accounts and posts across the platform, previously worked as an operative for the FBI and the CIA. According to a now unavailable Lincoln profile discovered by journalist Andy Go, Andy Ng, I should say, Jeff Carlton, whose prior work included serving as a federal intelligence officer, Jeff Carlton became the leading member of Twitter's strategic response team, SRT, last month. As revealed in a batch of Twitter files released by reporter Barry Weiss on Thursday, SRT is one of the main groups at Twitter tasked with shadow banning conservative accounts and tweets on the platform. In his Lincoln profile, Carlton states that his role as SRT head involves, quote, resolving the highest profile trust and safety escalations, as well as managing crises and non-standard types of events. Prior to joining the big tech giant, however, Carlton was heavily involved in intelligence-related work within the federal government. In addition to serving as a senior intel officer in the U.S. Marine Corps, he also worked as an intelligence analyst for the FBI and the CIA. Now, what do you think of that, folks? The bombshell revelation about Carlton came the same night files confirmed that Twitter has been shadow banning prominent conservative figures on the platform for years without notifying them or explaining why. Federalist CEO and co-founder Sean Davis is also among those shadow banned. His Twitter account has been censored since January 2021. So there you have it. You know, you had this guy, Jim Baker, who was the deputy general counsel. Now you have this other guy, both deep ties to intelligence and FBI. Funny how they wind up at Twitter, the old Twitter. But now we have the new Twitter. And what did we learn over the last several days? We learned again, and I will repeat, that Elon Musk is a courageous man, and he is a patriot and a hero. That he spent over $40 billion, which is even a lot for him, to purchase a company that doesn't make much money. And in my view, the old Twitter deceived him with all the other the fake accounts that it had. And it's very clear that on my Twitter site, Mr. Producer, as you well know, because you're the the behind-the-scenes guy who actually manages the site, that is, watches for warnings and all the rest of that stuff, I always send my posts 
to Mr. Producer to post. So he can receive them at 3 in the morning. Now, I don't want him to post at 3 in the morning or whenever they are. I write them, but he posts them. So it's teamwork. He's a great guy. Rich Cementa. Richie Valdez. Our man, Steven. Quite a team. Not an entourage, a team. In any event, we're up to 3.3 million. Now, Twitter was capping us, weren't they, Mr. Producer? We were non-existent. We were well under three million. We kept saying, what the hell's going on here? So our numbers are increasing rather significantly because of you. But that aside, it's just another example of their corruption. When you read the information that was put out Saturday and Sunday, and some today, right, Rich? You can see how thoroughly corrupt this operation had become. 98, 99% of the employees were quote-unquote progressives. They were leftists. Almost all of them were Democrats. And so that's the bubble in which they operated. And as you heard the other night, as we were reading what Matt Tiabi and Barry Weiss had posted, they were trying to ban Trump. They were trying to set up the stage, the environment for this, him and others. And in the end, they just did it. They didn't have any rules that Trump violated. He didn't violate any rules. They couldn't claim he was inciting fear or even inciting violence because he had not. And by the way, isn't it interesting how the political types and the, and the prosecutors are all trying to figure out a way to insist that he did. But even there, the leftists realized that he didn't. They were changing the rules. They were changing codes. They were trying to figure out how how to ban Trump on January 6th, January 7th, and so forth. But the internal discussions and communications demonstrated they never really could under their rules. So they faked the rules. So they lied about the rules. And so they banned him. They didn't suspend him, they banned him. And the concern was if they just temporarily banned him or suspended him, what justification would they have for bringing him back, considering they had no justification for taking him off in the first place? So they permanently banned him. A guy named Rose and a lady named Gabby. Rose has been a reprobate and a leftist for a long time. Gabby has been a think and a fraud for a long time. Trump, they said, coded incitement and future violence. That's, that's the language they eventually settled on. That he coded incitement to future violence, quote unquote, even though they said they had no evidence of that and they created that new standard. Now at the same time, as they point out, Barry Weiss does, the Ayatollah was on Twitter. He wasn't banned. And he was talking about blowing out the Jews. He was not banned. The former Malaysian prime minister was not banned, and he he had posted that Muslims have a right to kill millions of French people. 
His tweet was deleted, but he was not banned, and he remains there to this day. The Nigerian president, the Ethiopian prime minister, others who talked about ethnic cleansing, who talked about other sorts of things, they were not banned. In some cases, their tweets weren't even removed. Now, how do you explain that? Well, you explain it because the people who are running the show at Twitter hated Donald Trump more than they hated the Ayatollah, more than they hated a man who called for the murdering of millions of French, the Nigerian dictator, the Ethiopian dictator, they hated Trump more. And so they lied, and they used this platform to shut him down. And that's where we are today. And so I want you to understand that when you hear these attacks on Elon Musk, these are coming from totalitarians. And I would include Joe Scarborough in that league now myself. I want you to listen to him today. Cut seven, Mr. Producer, go. He gets booed on the stage and you start to think about all the people who may not want to buy Teslas. Genuinely, literally, uh, because of some of this. And so I this is some guy named Ross Sorkin. It's amazing how they attack this man who's invented so many things, who's created so many jobs, who's paid so much in taxes, and he supports free speech. It's amazing. The mental midgets, the unaccomplished, how they attack a man like this. Go ahead. I, I wish I could make sense of it, but um, I'm struggling. Well, well, I'm with you. I, you know, I'm with you. It, it, it's like when, when I'm looking at has countries. has to be one of the dumbest guys in media. I'm not kidding, Scarborough. He has to have an IQ of a coconut. And the way he talks is very annoying, isn't it? I'm with you. I'm with you. But he's a real grifter. He's a real sellout. He's sort of the uh, SE cup of uh, MSNBC, if you will. Go ahead. They react. Like I never thought at the end of the day that Putin would be illogical enough to go in to Ukraine. He did, right? And he keeps taking the country down a, a, a rat hole. And so I'm like, it, it, it is disconcerting because he's acting every day against Russia's right. own self-interest. And losing 100,000 soldiers. In a much smaller area. Keep you, quiet, Ed McMahon. Uh, Johnny's talking. Go ahead. A billionaire, uh, richest guy in the world, he can afford to lose $44 billion. But again, what's the logic in playing to a small slice of conspiracy theorists? A small slice of conspiracy theorists? See what I mean? What is this damn fool talking about? Has he not read the emails? This is, a, this is pure and so this is an ideologue who's got such a hate on, such an obsession. He's mad at Elon Musk because Elon Musk is letting the chips fall where they may, and he and Taibbi and this guy Schellenberger and Weiss are doing the hard work to go through this material, probably other people too, and to expose what's been taking place. 
And the same damn thing's going on on MSNBC, I guarantee it. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Tired of overpaying woke wireless companies? How about this? Get talk, text, and blazing fast data, just 30 bucks a month. Yes, on the same network, the same towers, with the same coverage as the other guys, but for half the price. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Hallelujah. Friends, this is great news. You can start saving today without having to sacrifice on coverage. How do I know? I'm a customer. Plus, listen to all the other benefits you get. A U.S.-based customer service team to make your switch even easier. You're supporting a veteran-owned business. And here's the best part. When you go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. You'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's right. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, podcast, and you can be switched over in as little as 10 minutes. Switch to a company that shares your values. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVIN, podcast, to save 50% off your first month. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. You know, it's interesting. This guy, Biden, has never worked a private sector job in his life. Never. Schumer has never worked a private sector job in his life. Pelosi has never worked a private sector job in her life. And this triumvirate of stupid thinks they can run the entire economy. AOC used to pour drinks, which is perfectly fine. I don't drink, but that's fine. But she thinks she can run the oil industry. Bernie Sanders can't wipe himself without help, may I say. And of course, I'm talking about his forehead, Mr. Producer. But he thinks he can run the whole country. They're ideologues. Left-wing, radical ideologues. Ideologues think they can do anything. Just believe it hard enough, and it'll come to pass. This is why your lives get destroyed by these people. When we come back, the January 6th committee, Dizzy Lizzie, and their plans. This has been one of the most outrageous dark marks on congressional history ever. And Dizzy Lizzie is the face of it. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Folks, I need you to do something today. With aircraft prices surging and flights being canceled left and right, it's harder than ever for our wounded, ill, and injured service members to be with their loved ones on Christmas. 
And unless we do something right now, within the next two weeks, hundreds of wounded service members will be forced to be apart from their families on Christmas. Luke's Wings believes that every wounded warrior should be able to spend the holidays with their loved ones. Since 2008, they provided more than 14,000 airplane tickets, reuniting families with wounded warriors. This Christmas, please join me and help Luke's Wings reunite 500 wounded warriors with their families by making a tax-deductible donation at lukeswings.org today. Please don't wait. Donate right now. Airfare is rising fast, and these soldiers are running out of time. Please make a meaningful impact this Christmas. Bring a soldier and their family together by donating today at lukeswings.org. That's lukeswings.org, lukeswings.org. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. I can't believe it's the third hour. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, The January 6th committee camouflaged its true purpose. If you listen to this program over the past two years, you know that we exposed it. It has been a rogue, in effect, secondary or second-tier criminal undertaking that is criminal investigatory body without any constitutional foundation. And of course, it uh, violated and bypassed the kinds of protections that are usually in place uh, for individuals who are targeted either openly or surreptitiously. That is, people who are set up. And none of those applied in this instance in any significant way, particularly for the lawyers involved. And uh, Benny Hill Thompson, the chairman, uh, he had made the statement, I believe it was back in June, that the committee would not be making criminal referrals. And I think he did that purposely to deceive and lie to individuals so they would lower their guard and maybe their lawyers would lower their guard and provide information to this committee. There's an excellent piece in PJ Media by Rick Moran, who's a great writer. And what Thompson said back then was, our job is to look at the facts and circumstances around January 6th, what caused it, and make recommendations after that. He said, when asked specifically if there would be a criminal referral from the committee, he said flatly, we don't have authority. We don't have authority. Well, Santa came early to Capitol Hill and left a nice Christmas present for the Democrats. The authority to refer Donald Trump to the Justice Department for prosecution. Santa's a very clever man, since he can pull the authority to criminally refer a president out of thin air. Perhaps if he puts his mind to it, he can make the $31 trillion federal debt disappear. Prosecution of what? No one is quite sure. But you can bet they'll come up with something. The committee continues to meet. We have a meeting upcoming and decision points to be made, Representative Pete Aguilar said on NBC. We will announce anything we have likely as a part of our final report. That final report is due out December 21. 
And Thompson is indicating that any criminal referrals will be revealed at that point. Right before Christmas. The Washington Examiner says committee members have been strongly contemplating a criminal referral for former President Trump for his actions surrounding the Capitol riot and efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Echoing Thompson, Aguilar stressed that the decisions on criminal referrals have not yet been finalized. We haven't finalized any decisions yet, he says. Our options are on the table. Referrals to outside agencies are possible as soon as the committee finishes our work, moving forward to sharing our results. While the referrals carry no legal weight, they are being referred to the most politicized Justice Department in American history. The most politicized Justice Department in American history. No doubt about it. Trump will be indicted and perhaps named as the organizer and driving force behind the insurrection, he writes. As it is, they're probably going to try and criminalize his efforts to fight the certification of the Electoral College vote. In other words, they're going to take what is politics, because the Democrats and the media have been pressing this. An objection to an election, an effort to get electors from the states... Uh, second list sent by the state legislatures, and all the rest of this. They're going to try and use this as evidence to an ignorant jury who already will hate Trump in a city that hates Trump to try and turn this into an insurrection, a coup, seditious obstruction. And they're taking politics and criminalizing it. CNN said the decision of whether to issue criminal referrals has loomed large over the committee. Members on the panel have been in wide agreement that Trump and some of his closest allies have committed a crime when he pushed a conspiracy to prevent the peaceful transfer of power. Pushed a conspiracy to prevent the peaceful transfer of power. Those are a lot of words that say a lot of different things. He pushed a conspiracy. Well, he believes it to be true. A lot of people do. And in many respects, it is. To prevent the peaceful transfer of power, to challenge an election, which has been done multiple times in our history. And they've laid out in their hearings, but they have long been split over whether to do what to do about it, including whether to make a criminal referral of Trump to the Justice Department. In the past, the question has led to a vigorous, at times contentious debate among committee members. I doubt it. Sources have said those who previously said criminal referrals are not necessary to close out the panel's investigation say the committee lacks prosecutorial powers. This is what's crucially important to understand. This committee should not be involved in this aspect at all. And that the Justice Department does not need Congress to investigate crimes. It has its own criminal investigation into the Capitol Hill attack that are ongoing. Still, the idea of a criminal referral of Trump, even if entirely symbolic in nature, says CNN, has hung like a shadow over the panel since it was first formed, and many members felt it was necessary measure in order to complete its work. So Moran says, so it's symbolic but necessary. This whole thing screams partisan politics, and to pretend that it's anything else is moronic. 
And yet it'll be a big story right before Christmas that this Stalinist-like committee has made a referral to a Stalinist-like department. It's really so appalling that the media are so in the tank and the even former disgruntled officials in the Trump administration like Bill Barr who I really thought a lot of at one time I really did and you know my brother-in-law who since passed unfortunately he kept saying to me I don't know what it is about Barr but you're barking up the wrong tree there I said no he's a good guy I've talked to him turns out I was dead wrong it really does Um, and to go out of your way to go on television and radio to try and cause the indictment of your former boss because you're trying to even things up. That's, that's really low class. It really is. But that said, there's really nothing here on January 6th. They're going to try and cobble things together. That's why they're throwing the broadest net possible with state representatives. What did Trump do and what did he do? He tried to prevent the peaceful transfer of power. And so basically these prosecutors are story writers. They're fiction writers. And they're going to cherry pick information, try and cobble it together. And it's not like they have a a jury in, say, West Virginia, which went 39%, 39% over Biden for Trump. They're going to have a jury in Washington, D.C., if this comes to pass, that went over 90% for Biden. I don't know how that's a jury of your peers under any circumstances. But that's how some of these guys are getting off. And that's how some of these guys are getting punished, depending on which party they're in. A prominent Republican or a prominent person who served Trump cannot get a fair trial in Washington, D.C. They can't even get a fair judge. They can't even get a fair judge. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you a question. Did you know withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government. And they report any behavior they think is suspicious. It's true. And I was shocked when I read this secret war on cash from Swiss America. The new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution. Against all freedom-loving Americans. So, you need to read the war on cash. Get your free copy by calling 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. Now, this war on cash is growing daily and also includes all forms of digital money. Please get and read The Secret War on Cash free to my listeners by calling now, 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492. Or visit SwissAmerica.com.
by the way, zero Republican professors in more than half of surveyed university departments. My eyesight is not perfect, Mr. Producer. Do you remember the source of this? I have a... Uh, I'm looking at the bottom line, but the font is too small despite my using... Human events. I apologize, human events. Alex Timothy. Even though I'm using this... Uh, try and see. A recent survey carried out by the conservative higher education news outlet, The College Fix. Great site has revealed that a shockingly large number of university departments don't have a single Republican professor. Only 61 Republican professors were identified across the entire survey, compared to 667 Democrats, who are outnumbering their GOP counterparts 11 to 1. By the way, this is intentional. Because a lot of these department heads are very influential, if not ultimately influential in the selection of faculty. And it's, and it's very much sort of an inbred process. They pick from the same schools, typically Ivy Lake schools. They're very careful about their ideology, even though they may not say so out loud. And this is how they pick the faculty. These results should be another wake-up call that higher education is severely biased and broken, said Jennifer Cabani, editor-in-chief of the Capital Fix. College fix, rather. The foxes are guarding the hen house, she said. The parents, politicians, and watchdogs wonder why students go into college as innocent and eager 18-year-olds and come out four years later as mouth-breathing progressive socialist Democrats look no further than the people teaching them what to think day in and day out of college. And by the way, unsatisfied with just taking over the colleges 100% pretty much. Few exceptions like Hillsdale. They've now, as you know, bored into our government public schools. It's sick. The fact that six of the seven schools analyzed were in primarily Republican states. Republican states. The results across the board showed the same patterns. What that tells us is regardless of who voters put in office... Lawmakers are not taking seriously enough the insidious problem of liberal bias in colleges and universities, Cabani stated. At the end of my book, American Marxism, where I provide a number of suggestions, one of them, of several, is that the Republican state legislatures need to start looking into this because they are the ones funding most of these schools or a big percentage of what these, these schools are spending. There's no reason to turn a blind eye to this. Another survey from earlier in the year focusing on the University of North Carolina campuses revealed that conservative students are finding themselves having to self-censor their opinions out of fear that they would be penalized by their liberal-minded professors. Marx would be thrilled. Higher education is one of the most important battlegrounds for the heart and soul and mind of this nation, Cabani added. Legislatures have the power to ensure employment laws are followed. And that includes protecting candidates from being discriminated against because of their beliefs. That's candidates for jobs. And she is right. What are they waiting for? The fear of breaking rank with the liberal rhetoric is exacerbated by the continued stifling of opposing views on campus. Last month, a group of far-left mass activists descended upon an event 
at the University of New Mexico featuring Human Events senior contributor Charlie Kirk, our buddy, screaming and chaining expletives while police held them back. Earlier in the year at the same Albuquerque campus, a Tommy Lahren speaking event at the same university was violently shut down. So why should Republicans pay for any of these schools, ladies and gentlemen? We shouldn't. So where are the, the Republican legislatures and where this is happening? Pretty much nowhere. They have the power of the purse. And they refuse to use it, Mr. Producer. Why is that? And while we're talking of schools, this from Hot Air David Strom, literally nobody should be surprised by why, why what public schools did with all that pandemic aid they got during the COVID emergency. And this is what the Democrats and the left do. Very little of it actually was spent on making schools more resilient to COVID and COVID-like diseases. If you th- this is the biggest scam in modern times financially. It's bigger than this clown that they just arrested today so they would make sure that he couldn't testify in public about all the money he gave Democrats. Second biggest donor to the Democrat Party this election cycle. Sam the man. If you thought the money would be going primarily to health-related investments, you would be disappointed. It isn't going so much to buying new air filtration new air filtration or similar expenses. Why would they spend the money on COVID-related things since they work to keep kids out of school in the first place? So how are schools, which are rushing to spend the money as fast as they can now, using the extra dough, as you expect, expanding the money being spent on school personnel? Increases in staff, salaries, and bonuses. I I don't even know how we can take this anymore. You know, people often say to me, you get tired of what you do? Of course I don't get tired of what I do, but sometimes I have to step away from it. Like sometimes, depending on the nature of the show and the substance and so forth, I have to step away with it from it after the show. People want to still talk politics with me after. I say, no, I need a break. I need, I need a break from this right now. Because everywhere you look, it's, it's sickening. So how are schools rushing and spending the money? Increasing staff, salaries, and bonuses. Some of the money is going to remedial education. Teachers unions were bound and determined to keep schools closed to reduce the person time with students. This led to well-documented learning loss for students and increased behavioral problems now that students are generally back in classrooms. So that money is going to cleaning up that mess. <clears throat> It'll never work. They did permanent damage and we'll keep asking for money to deal with it. But a lot is going to teacher retention, quote-unquote, which is a fancy way of saying increased salaries and bonuses. The claim being made, and to be honest, he says, I cannot either confirm or dispute it, is that teachers are opting out of the profession. The money's being used to persuade teachers to stick around. I'm skeptical, he says. I, I will keep my snark and check on this one. Well, I won't. None of that explains why 85% of the federal money provided last year was never used. You believe that, Rich? 85% of the money 
was not used last year. Well, why don't they give it back to the Treasury? Well, you know why. If there was an emergency, you would think the emergency funds were necessary. One hint is rarely discussed. About 2 million have left the public school system since COVID began, seeking greener pastures or completely opting out as they lost the habit of going to school. Part of the increase in crime driven by young teens who basically dropped out. But this is a scam. Most of the money, of course, went to the teachers' unions and their employees. I never understood how they were going to spend all this money on COVID anyway, with the kids out of a class. So you were just ripped off by the tune of at least $150 billion. Congratulations. Let's vote for Biden and the Democrats. Mark Levin, tough as hell. That's why I like Mark Levin. And I'm not sure a lot of people like him. He's tough as hell. But I like him. I love him. Call in now. 877-381-3811. Everybody loves me. Well, now look at this. Ready for this one? These are things I've been meaning to get to over the weekend and last week. In my meaning to get to stack, a pile of stuff. Elena Goodman from uh, Free Beacon. The top Republican on the Senate Energy Committee launched an inquiry into a Biden administration grant to a China-based battery company under scrutiny from U.S. financial regulators. All right, that's quite a sentence. The Biden administration gave a $200 million grant to a China-based battery company that's already being investigated by our regulators. It's been my contention, if you saw my Fox show last night and before and here, as well as Levin TV, that the Bidens are on the take, certainly Joe Biden. The announcement came in the wake of a Washington Free Beacon report that the Biden administration's attempt to spin the grant as a boon for American-made clean energy. Senator John Barrasso, finally this guy woke up, he's doing something. The ranking member of the Senate Energy and Natural Resources Committee said the Department of Energy's grant to microvast holding endangers our national security and undermines the United States' position in its race against China for technological supremacy. But nobody's going to investigate that. No! The inquiry comes after the DOA gave the $200 million award to Microvast, a holding company that operates primarily in communist China, to build a lithium-ion battery separator facility in Tennessee. The Free Beacon reported this. Graham Holmes said the funding, which came from the bipartisan infrastructure law, you know, Mitch McConnell voted for that, by the way, would help supercharge the private sector to ensure our clean energy futures American made. No, it'll ensure that the Chinese steal every bit of information. All of it. It's a China-based company. Barrasso asked Grant on the turn of our records detailing the security review process for companies receiving Department of Energy funding and the names of officials who are responsible for approving the payments. You remember, this may test the memory of some, and some of you may not have even been alive in the 90s. You remember the uh, Clinton and Clinton administration? 
and the donations he got from a couple of the big federal contractor companies, Mr. Producer. Enormous amount of campaign funds. And how they eased the export regulations. And this is when the communist Chinese couldn't even get a rocket off the ground. This is 20, 25 years ago. They couldn't even get a rocket off the ground. And then we gave them the technology on how to do it. Because we, our companies went over there when their rocket crashed and showed them how to fix it on an export control license that was approved by the Clinton administration. You remember all that, Rich? The Democrats are good at giving up our technology. Some Republicans do, too. But I have to confess they're better at it, like right here. Why would we give $200 million to a company that has this kind of relationship with communist China? And it's known. So they have this infrastructure bill that is supposed to build infrastructure in the United States and 200 million of it is going to go to a company that's based in China. It's just like, here's COVID relief money, tens of billions, 85% of it goes to hiring more teachers, giving them bonuses, bigger salaries for the outstanding job they did when our kids were at home. Or Joe Biden's out there trying to hand off a trillion dollars on student loans to buy votes before the election. Remember that one? This guy is a corrupt SOB. He is a corrupt SOB. The idea that he's not under investigation or no threat of impeachment just is unbelievable. So I wanted you to be aware of that. It is shocking. It is disgusting. But I'll give you some example on how the Democrats take control of the bureaucracy that is supposed to oversee some of these companies and is supposed to protect us. Biden official, according to this Fox report, hid information about meetings he had with George Soros, Hillary Clinton, Nancy Pelosi. Hid him from the public. Who is the guy? He's the chairman of the Securities and Exchange Commission, for God's sakes. His name is Gary Gensler. Gary Gensler scrubbed mention of a meeting with former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton and key details of a meeting with billionaire Democrat donor George Soros from the public version of his calendar. Now they talk about Trump took, took documents. Well, guess what? Having a secondary calendar, a private calendar, a private phone in which the documents, in which official meetings are not recorded and so forth, that's to be investigated. But I'm sure that the Department of Injustice and the Stasi won't jump into that one. Gensler's public calendar showed that he only had a staff meeting on August 7, 2021, while his private calendar lists a meeting with Clinton, according to a Fox News digital review. And on August 20, 2021, his public calendar lists a meeting with Soros, but hid the meeting's agenda, which his private calendar shows was to discuss a forthcoming Wall Street Journal op-ed the business magnet was planning to write. So you can see the relationship 
Democrat Party politicians and billionaires and businesses have with a critical regulatory, supposed to be independent commission, like the Securities and Exchange Commission. Gensler's private calendar revealing the discrepancies was obtained by the watchdog group Energy Policy Advocates. Group was only able to obtain the internal records after filing a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit against the SEC. And this is happening more and more. In other words, the Biden administration is not transparent. The Biden administration is trying to kill the Freedom of Information Act. So if you don't have the lawyers as a nonprofit group or you don't have the funds as a private person to litigate the federal government, the Department of Justice, and to take them to court, and you're li- actually litigating with the U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington, D.C., you won't get the information. In recent days, around the time Fox News Digital contacted the SEC about this, the agency updated Gensler's public calendar to include his meeting with Clinton in August 2021. And as recently as this week, or last week, the public calendar didn't include the meeting, and archived copies of the webpage from April also list just a meeting with the staff. Now, here's the thing. So the official records are what the archives takes under the, uh, under the Document Protection Act. The Records Protection Act. So if you are intentionally doing things off the books, like Hillary did with her emails, like Obama did with some of his phone calls and emails, or like the SEC chairman is doing, that is in violation of the Records Protection Act or Production Act. And yet they're going after Trump with both barrels blasting. You see my point, Mr. Producer? It's really sickening. And I want to say this to the United States Department of Justice and the U.S. Attorney's Office and the special prosecutor who's prosecuted war criminals. Whatever you people do, and if you decide to take actions, which are unconscionable actions against an ex-president, You can be assured that about half the country is going to be furious with what you're doing. And that what you're going to create in this country is such a hostile environment that I don't know if we can ever recover. You keep listening to yourselves at the Department of Justice. It's really a group of hardcore radical leftists who served Obama and other Democrats. You keep pretending that you're, you're pursuing justice. You keep trying. I know, I know exactly what you're doing. You keep trying to cobble together an argument, trying to find statues in which you think things will fit, or at least can make the case to a Democrat Washington, D.C. jury. You're not fooling anybody. You might get good coverage in the New York Times. You might get good coverage on MSNBC. But I am telling you now, that means nothing. Absolutely nothing. Period. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
take a couple of calls. Lee, Atlanta, Georgia, XM Satellite. Lee, how are you, sir? I'm doing very well, a professor of liberty and democracy. So oh, great to nice? speak with you. Thank you. Well, listen, we love hearing you talk, and but what we were talking about with the Clintons earlier, they yeah. sold technology from the Loral Corporation That's under the guise, was. we'll keep jobs in America. It put the mm-hmm. put the communist Chinese missile program twenty five years ahead of where it was. It really and, did. Yeah, yeah. You know they, they could they couldn't get they couldn't get a rocket off the ground. You remember that? Sure, I remember when they were blowing stuff up left and right. Yeah, and but, so uh, we gave them the know how on an export license. They went over there our companies and showed them how to fix it, and we also showed them how to merv missiles. Remember that. I'm sorry. That is to Merv warheads. It's unbelievable. Tell me about it. They sold these machines, these high-tech machines, from an aerospace manufacturing company in Dayton, Ohio, under the premise that they were going to build bicycles with the stuff. You know? Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't sell the corporation, this aerospace facility, to the people that worked there that wanted their jobs to stay in America. You remember that? I do. Well, yep. it's... It's a shame. Let's well, we're back our- at it. I mean, to be given $200 million. I'm so sick of this crap. To give $200 million to a communist Chinese-based company building a facility in Tennessee. Gee whiz. What's that all about? And, uh, and to be bragging about it. Obviously, that's going to be another technology transfer and more capital in the pockets of the communist regime. But these guys get away with it because... The media don't care. The media are in their back pocket. If we had a fighting chance with the media, if they would just give 35% truthful coverage, I think we'd be in the game here, don't you? Well, the problem is, is we're selling our farmland to these idiots near our facilities, our military bases, and there's no reason for that. Well, I think we should prevent it. Look, I'm into free trade, but I have to be honest with you, even over the many years... Uh, In the past, I've always said, and Mr. Producer can pull out the clips from even 15, 20 years ago. It's not the same with enemy states. It's not the same with our adversaries. We don't play capitalism with them. We play national security with them. And we don't just write uh, export control uh, agreements uh, and pass on technology to these people. It's one thing to have a close ally. It's another to have an enemy state or an adversary. Or if we're not sure, they don't get it either. It's just the way it is. You've got to protect yourself in a nuclear world. Well, they come here and they get educated here and they go home and they use our own technology against us. Their education is as harmful to us as it can possibly be because they, you know, they learn all this incredible. They come, uh, here in stu- they come here in student visas. And a lot of them overstay their visas. My wife was explaining this to me many years ago. She used to really fight this stuff on immigration. And she said, the immigration laws are perfectly fine. We don't need any bipartisan this or that. If they would enforce them, we'd be able to secure the border. We'd be able to deport people who are here illegally. Uh, Whether they come here illegally or they overstay their visas, we'd be able to get rid of all of them. But they don't want to get rid of all of them. Chuck Schumer says he wants to give citizenship not just to the DACA people, but to all people who are here illegal, illegally. And what is the Republican response? There is no response, Lee. Yeah. Uh, All right, brother. Great call from Atlanta, Georgia, our man Lee. 
Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for being here. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our truckers, all the men and women who seek to be free all over the world. And you, I'm blessed by you in the audience at this national town hall meeting. And I'll see you right here tomorrow. Have a great evening.